Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into, the podcast where a group of friends try to talk each other, and maybe even you, into liking what we like. This episode, it's our Christmas roundtable. Talk me into... My name's Dan, and this year I chopped down my own Christmas tree for the very first time. First time? Really? Wow. I thought we've done it before. Well, there's more to that story. Okay. My name is Jimmy, and my dad, Five Star Sean, and I started the trend that Die Hard is a great time for Christmas. My name I, don't, is... I don't think we get the credit it deserves. <laughs> you started it in the world. <laughs> yeah, sorry. My name is Jeff, and in either 1999 or 2000, because I was a middle-class white 14-year-old and new metal existed, I put Orgy on my Christmas list. I meant the CD, which included their cover of Blue Monday, and thank God Santa brought me the right one. This was wild. Jimmy, you're already going into it before we even introduce ourselves. Dan, I was thinking about, I was came very close to cutting down a Christmas tree yesterday because I was at a Christmas tree farm. So I need to stipulate, Jimmy, I have been a part of chopping down Christmas trees. Right. But this is the first time that I had to actually do the sawing myself. Oh, It wasn't okay, Six okay. Star Brian. Gotcha. So know. I didn't know, I thought when you go get a Christmas tree, you're like, I want this one and somebody cuts it down for you. We <laughs> drove in are. yesterday and they hand you saws that's exactly what happened yeah. to me where'd I, you go i went to a new place and i uh, what's it called where is it it's in bethany okay not where i went uh i forget <laughs> the name of the farm it's a farm but i thought i had been there before uh pulled into the parking lot didn't see the typical stands of yeah. cut trees that i expected to see right walked up to the guy and he's like oh there's some saws go help yourself uh, and my niece was like cool and i was like can't back out now <laughs> uh it honestly so wasn't funny. bad though i encourage you i mean it's a very fresh tree it's kind of weird looking i always let my niece pick out because our family doesn't care she's a right. kid so sometimes we end up with really weird looking trees but uh yeah it's super fresh it was easy to cut down the saw was sharp they give you a cart to drag it back on so i don't I'm- think i've had a fresh christmas like an actual christmas tree probably since i was six years old so i haven't either because my brother when he was younger and me now have really bad asthma yeah but i was i was talking to my wife, my wife <laughs> that was a about one. getting a real one for the baby so she could experience that's it. exactly when we started when my niece was born yeah so we were very close yesterday we did a photo shoot at a christmas tree farm and i was like should we just get one should we just go but we're gonna wait until next year when she can maybe appreciate it a little more I highly encourage people with children to have real trees. Uh, I just They're think, filled with spiders usually. No. Okay. I mean, if you go to a decent tree farm, they have this cool machine where they put the tree in. Yeah, I saw that. It. Oh, yeah. and they have a machine that puts a net around yeah, it? Yeah, bails it. Yeah. That's so cool. everyone's saying that Christmas trees are going to be in short supply this year. So I went early. I went yeah. last week. Um, Which is, I don't see how that can happen because it takes years for Christmas trees to grow. And I just don't understand supply chain, really. It's my industry, and I don't get it. Well, also, it's it's just the demand increase. It's not necessarily the supply. Is there? During COVID, the numbers of real Christmas tree purchases went through the roof. People need that nostalgia. Yeah, exactly. Because everybody's dying. And it's also like, if we're going to be trapped in the house, let's be trapped in the house with something that smells good and is not just a piece of plastic. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Die Hard, guys. <laughs> is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Yes, no. Don't care. Yeah, I don't care either. It takes place during Christmas. And right. It doesn't bring me Christmas feelings. It does for me. Like we were talking about on the last episode, because of the nostalgia thing, Christmas is solely based on nostalgia. That's yes. all I'm going to say about it. Um, but like me and my dad have been watching Die Hard for Christmas for years, and now it's become a tradition. And uh, now I know what a TV dinner feels like, man. 
cool. It's a line from Die Hard. <laughs> Come Great. out to the coast. Have a few laughs. So, guys, if you want to leave us reviews on Apple Podcasts, you should. And they should be five stars, and we will read them. Or even if they're crummy, if they're yeah, even it, well, yeah, five stars. Say it stinks. Five stars, <laughs> or you know, if you want, we to did have that know. one review of somebody lambasting you for uh, uh, the Fleet Foxes episode, and they're like four stars. Yeah, <laughs> I was, was like, that good. one's fine. Yeah, that one's actually pretty okay. good. Yeah, uh, you want to send us an email? Uh, talk me into it. Gmail Now we've been doing the show for a while. It's been like almost three years, Ooh. and we've never claimed to be professionals we don't sometimes i have we're not pros every week we talk about something different we don't focus on one thing we don't have like a wheel of time podcast where we have to know what we're talking about and i have been waiting for so long for somebody to call us out on this and it <laughs> happened twice two episodes back to back we got yeah. called out for not knowing what the heck we're talking about for wheel of time and star trek discovery yeah. by different people and Both you no one of adam our friend adam said that he was listening to wheel of time and screaming yeah. at all of the inaccuracies right. yeah but i'm saying you hosted both of those episodes i did yeah oh i see what you're saying <laughs> yeah and somebody jimmy knows was yeah, like jeff is supposed real. to be talking to you into it he doesn't you know what he's talking about he's an idiot i know i just like what i like i'm not a pro in fairness the thing that jimmy's friend criticized you on is like mm, i don't think you should know all the details of what a spore drive does right that's very nerdy. i mean i gave you the gist of it it wasn't a focus in in the episode yeah we watched three random episodes yeah. yeah so i i just think that that's very cool so if if we do a topic that you guys love and we <laughs> mess it up please let me know yeah it drives me to be better <laughs> also next week jimmy's friend is coming in to talk us into spore drives <laughs> yeah cool shout out to drew <laughs> what up big ups Hello, hello. We're doing a Christmas. Sounded like a Jerry Lewis impression. <laughs> Lady! We're doing our talking ourselves into segment. If you don't want to hear it, skip it. We don't want you to anyways. <laughs> if you didn't want to hear don't it. Don't listen. Earmuffs. <laughs> yeah. Take your earplugs out. So this is just a segment where we're trying to talk each other's, or talking ourselves nope. into Yeah, the opposite of what you said. That Damn we like. it, Jim. Guys, I'm very goofy today. I don't know what's going on. Um, so I am talking myself into moving my workstation over to my macbook Ooh, oh i thought he was gonna say moving my bowels oh, no like, that's disgusting this so is a christmas episode for families to sorry to. sorry everyone that's why i started out with an orgy fun fact <laughs> yeah uh so as everybody knows i am the host slash producer of talk me into but i've yes. also become the producer of so discussions yes which is a big time video show that we're making right now it's very big time yes very big time uh we're getting <laughs> jimmy just punched <laughs> his whole entire setup He's been fiddling and fidgeting, and he just went, Brah! Yeah. Um, so we're doing a show called So Discussion, and it's very big. Uh, we're doing – it's a video production. It's a so multi-camera shoot. It's a multi-camera shoot, and uh, my workstation at home, my gaming computer, cannot handle it no more. Oh. Uh, it, it's it's doing fine, but it just, it's kind of chugging. So this MacBook right here that I'm using to record Talk Me Into has an M1 chip. If you're all at all familiar, it's the new MacBook. MacBook silicon uh, processor. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, and it is very good. It, it handles those kind of workflows very well. So I'm going to be transitioning from editing on my desktop computer over to here. And I'm doing that by asking for a lot of stuff for Christmas. Hmm. Um, like I want a new monitor. I want like a little laptop stand. Some uh, Oh, there's our boy Six Star Brian walking uh, Skippy. Skippy. I, whenever he walks by, I feel like we're in one of those like really low rate radio stations that are on like city blocks <laughs> yeah, and have exactly, the windows. Yeah. It's cool. You know, like we're on little Jackson and do the right thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm basically talking myself into transitioning over to the MacBook workflow. Jim, I encourage you on your transition, and yeah. remember, it's about who you are inside. It's not yeah. about what surgeries you have. You know, just be your true self. Live it. Okay. Dan, what are you talking yourself into? I'm talking myself into something a little bit more Christmassy in honor of this episode. I'm talking myself into buying local when it comes to Christmas gifts. Like it. So you've had this fun fact before in different variations. Okay. Well, specifically, uh, I mean, Bezos is going to get his money from me. There's certain things that if people really want it and that's the only way to get it, whatever. But when I can... Um, I'm visiting some local shops, specifically like local artisans and makers and things like that who sell their wares. Uh, Strange Ways in New Haven is a great shop. Hartford Prince in Hartford is a cool shop that sells local, you know, Connecticut products. And uh, yeah, I mean, if you got to buy someone a candle, get it from someone who's a real person who like needs to sell a candle rather than like a huge company like Walmart or something. It's easy. It's one of the few ways that I can enjoy shopping in person anymore. It's not like usually at a big department store or something like that. And sometimes you find like really unique gifts. I got a couple gifts this year. I'm really excited for people to open. And uh, yeah, it's a feel better in my conscience bone. Nice. Very cool. Like Jeff, it. how about you? Is your conscience bone prehensile? <laughs> mine's kind of a two-parter and it's not christmas specific but it's holiday related because we are in between two large holidays christmas and thanksgiving my uh mine is hosting thanksgiving and oh. cooking turkey nice yeah i did both for the very first time this recent thanksgiving um how'd you do your turkey so this is this is a whole story. So at work they give out free turkey. So right. I got a twenty five pound turkey, and I was like, "All right, this is probably a little bit more than I need, but whatever, I got it for free." That's should, a big boy. Should I donate it? No, I'm going to feed my family with it. It was donated to me. Uh, so <laughs> I'm the charity. So I was like, "I've never cooked this before." So about a week before, somebody posted uh, an Instagram story. It's like, "Here's your friendly reminder to take your turkey out of the freezer." And I was like, "I wouldn't have even thought oh, yeah. of that. Oh, like yeah. it was just something I didn't think about." So so I took it out. And it was it was pretty good. It, it, we cut it down just in the nick of time. I got it out. It was fine. So then my wife's family was staying over, and uh, her grandma was like, "I've cooked turkey before. Do you want to like cook this together?" And I was like, "Yes," because usually pre-COVID Thanksgiving, go to my uncle's house. Everything's made. You bring a side. I've never once had to make a turkey in my entire life, even though I kind of know how, just because I'm in. It's just a big stuff. chicken. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, let's do that. I'm like, I have some ideas I want to do. And you know how to do like a lot of other stuff. And we're like, all right, tomorrow morning, we're waking up at 7 a.m. We're going to get this in. And I didn't wake up at 7 a.m. I woke up at like 7.25. I go downstairs. She already got the turkey in the oven. Oh, I was like, I wanted I wanted to do this. Like, did you put the butter under the skin? She's like, well, I put it on top. And I'm like, oh, man. But 
she salted the inside she got all that we did very basic so after the first time we took it out i was like all right we have to do a little bit more than what you did so like i'm putting some more butter in and putting some garlic and some thyme salt pepper that's literally it dude where did you put that stuff i put it like in the, the juices that started to fl- oh no, she stuffed she so she also separately made stuffing out of the insides mm. out of all the giblets yeah all that so she, she it was already stuffed yeah she did that that was going to be her part and i was going to do the other stuff and i was going to like tuck the wings under and the legs under which we didn't do but this turkey surprisingly came out phenomenal nice. it wasn't the best turkey i've ever had yeah. but it was up there it was juicy it was fully cooked it was it was tender delicious came out perfectly couldn't have asked for a better Looks result good dude yeah proud of you very excited i'll Good give on you yet. one piece of advice for next year that's really easy because you don't have to wake up any earlier to do it yeah dry brine your turkey the day before it, it was pre-brined because it came in like a bag it was just like a frozen turkey. yeah but a dry so, brine is gonna help your skin crispiness yeah the skin came out really good just me and my aunt like the skin me i guess so as i'm carving it me and my aunt are just eating the skin because we're smart cool it's really good eat turkey yeah i think that's it right yeah we we did it we did it we talked ourselves into these things yes congrats Christmas round table time. We've done it for Halloween three times, but we've never once done it for this festive holiday that is cold in most places. Is yay! It's sock me and a Christmas round table. Yeah. So how this works is that we're each gonna pick a topic to talk to the other person into. It's like three episodes in one. How cool is that? Yeah. Very simple. It's like a stocking stuffer. Oh, that's cute. We've done we've done them before. Secret Santa. Um, so it's just easy, light, fun stuff. It's Christmas. We don't want to give each other a lot of work, guys. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say my topic. We'll talk about it briefly. Uh, I guess we'll go to Dan then. Dan will do sure. his topic. And then Jimmy. Yeah. Unless Jim, unless you want to go. Oh, Jimmy, I don't care. Who cares, Jeff? I don't care. You're the one who asked. I said I didn't care. Jeff, what are you talking us into this Christmas holiday season? I am talking you guys into, unsurprisingly, because I texted you about it the other day. <laughs> A 1970 movie, Santa Claus is Coming, Coming to, to Town. Town. Yeah. It is Claymation. A, uh, it's like a wooden puppet animation. It's not clay, but it's, a, it's, stop, it's stop motion yeah, animation. Right. And it's just a movie that is very nostalgic to me. Yeah. Um, I had a VHS tape of it growing up in the 1980s and 1990s that I watched all the time. It's one of those, um, I think it's like um bass and rankin or something like that it's a production company mm-hmm. that from made like all those yeah from like the 50s to 60s they made rudolph yeah right. all that kind of stuff and this one is it's not your rudolph it's not your frosty it's still very popular it's still played on tv every christmas yeah. but it's not like one of the big ones hmm. um and it's just it's very fun to me it's about a young chris kringle becoming santa claus yeah i saw this years and years ago when i was a kid and i just remember um well, I didn't think this then, but looking back on it, I'm like, did they make hot Santa? He's a daddy. Yeah. He's, he's definitely got zaddy vibes. Sick. Um, yeah. But I'm excited like, dude, to see it again. I haven't also seen Also, Mrs. Claus, when she's young. Ow. Ooh. Wow, wow, wow. Jim, have you seen this? 
well, probably years ago. And, I don't remember. And it's a musical. It. Some of the songs are just so catchy. Like even in like the summer, I'll be like, but one step in front of the other. Be right, out I know that song. Yeah, is this like, the one that has Sun Miser in it? Burger Meister Meister Burger? No. I'm Mr. White Christmas. I'm Mr. Snow. No. That's a different one of those. Yeah. This is a different one. Yeah. Cool. So it's it's a fun fun. Is it's, it available streaming anywhere? I don't know. I have the Blu-ray. I just bought it. Uh-oh. But we'll we'll figure it out. I'm <laughs> yeah, sure it's we'll very it easy to find. I didn't look into it. <laughs> I so the thing is, I had a lot of trouble picking this. I just decided this yesterday, and then 2 days ago I was like, "Oh, I have to come up with a topic." And I was like, "I'll just do the Reliant K Christmas album." But I did a Reliant K Halloween EP. Yeah. So I was like, I don't want to do that. So we're going to do this. It's fun. Next year is going to be a problem if we do this. <laughs> uh, Dan, what are you going to try to talk us into? Because you, we had to listen to the Beach Boys Christmas album. Yeah. You couldn't have just one. You need both. Yeah. So this one, I'm assuming, is very important to you. Oh, it's not. It's something that I like a lot, though. <laughs> uh, I think you guys are going to like a lot, too. You might have been exposed to this a while ago. Um, King of the Hill. Has some oh, great holiday episodes. Do they? They do. They have Thanksgiving episodes, Halloween episodes, but two that are my most memorable are two Christmas episodes. Uh, one of them is back in season three, episode nine, and it is called Pretty Pretty Dresses. Nice. The second Christmas episode I'm going to have you guys watch is from season five, episode eight, and it is called Twas the Nut Before Christmas. Um, both of these episodes dwell on the depression and the seasonal defect affective disorder of Bill Dotrieve. So these are not the lightest episodes, but they're something that I always think of each year. They're really sweet. Uh, being a single man who's alone a lot, I can relate to Bill Dotrieve, even though he's divorced, uh, but I think they're just like really fun, upbeat episodes and they capture the true meaning of Christmas as I see it, which yeah. is like togetherness and like, sure, sometimes life isn't always the greatest, but right. it is what you make of it. And I think there's a, there's a real sweetness to these episodes. And uh, have you guys ever seen them before? Or no, I mean, I, I, so. I like King of the Hill, me so too. you can't talk me into it. I'm already talked into it. Yeah. I haven't seen every single episode. I don't know these two that you're talking about. Yeah, they're not from the first couple seasons, so I figured you guys may not like have remembered them as much. But yeah, yeah so check out those two episodes. They'll be in the show notes. Uh, I also don't know where they're streaming, but probably somewhere. I think Hulu has them. I Net- think Netflix. so. One of those yeah. definitely has them. Hulu, I believe. Jim, what are you talking us into? So funny enough i almost did simpsons christmas episodes but i didn't do that oh yeah um so i am talking you into the 2004 i believe film from john favreau elf oh have have either of you guys seen this movie somehow i've never seen this movie only recently oh okay only since uh, i met my wife um i mean i saw it when it first came out and i was like that was a movie, but then it became a meme. Yeah. So I like this movie because, as I've said before, Christmas is a Jimmy, you're throwing Elf out as a roundtable. This could be a full episode that people will want to hear. Probably. Um, but, I mean, it's a movie that I really like. Um, I haven't seen it probably in like five years, but um, from what I remember, I enjoy it quite a lot yeah i just bought the blu-ray like last year because every year my wife's like let's watch elf and i was like i don't we don't have it this is funny because somehow i've gone my entire life without seeing elf and like 
everyone has seen elf yeah i figured it came out in a time when you guys were like anti like establishment yeah so i was like yeah. these guys i was already out of high school it. i worked yeah. at hot topic at the time yeah, i think i right. saw it because somebody that i was with was watching it and i was like oh already is santa yeah it's pretty wholesome like it's a pretty wholesome movie but they've also got a lot of like pretty funny moments in it from yeah I'll, I'll probably have to abstain from the yes or no but um that means he doesn't like it no it's uh, fine it's fine i don't dislike it yeah i don't think that it's as good as people think it is yeah but i don't dislike i haven't it. seen it in quite a while so um i'm excited yeah i'm excited for dan to i've watch seen it. you know moments from it it's, right it's gone meme worthy obviously yeah. i almost well i really wanted to do a christmas story but i know you already like it dan yeah yeah um what are your opinions on a christmas story, i don't Jeff? like it you don't like a christmas story i saw it a few times when i was a kid and that was oh, it that's one of my favorites hmm. i Anyways. used to have the light <laughs> lamp tattooed on me and then i got yeah, it covered up that's right yeah um, so yeah, we're going to do these three topics and it's going to be a fun, fun. We're going to do a fun episode. I'm excited for this. Yeah. When we come back, we're going to be spoiling all those things. <laughs> a 51 year old movie. That's also 51 minutes. <gasps> oh, this means something. Do, 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 this is important. Do, do, do. They're trying to tell us something. <laughs> Illuminati. The earth is flat. <laughs> that's how this segment ends. The can't know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody! Santa Claus is coming to town! Santa Claus is coming to town! Santa Claus is coming to town! I was Clarence. I tried I my best. He has the deepest voice ever <laughs> recorded. Does. When my niece was little history. and we used to listen to that song in the buildup, you know, Bruce likes to do a talk up yeah. as he's fond to do. And he's like, yeah, what about you, Ben? Y'all been been practicing real hard? And he's like, what about you, audience? You been good? Oh, that's not many. That's not many. And my niece <laughs> used to go, they're bad. The audience is bad. <laughs> For some reason, I I could have swore that I heard like a studio recording version of that, but I don't think that exists. Of Bruce? Yeah. No, it doesn't exist. No. There's a live. Weird. He's done it live since yeah. that recording. Yeah. But yeah, that's. So did I talk you into Santa Claus is Coming to Town by oh, Bruce Springsteen? The you East didn't Band? even need to, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I've um, been talked into it. But the movie, on the other hand. The movie, on the other hand, I'm kind of upset because. I gave, I have the Blu-ray. I bought it uh, before, like a week before I decided that this is going to be my topic. Ooh. And I gave you guys a link to YouTube. Somebody uploaded it. YouTube. Pretty good quality. Might have been a Blu-ray rip. But then I found a VHS rip. Okay. And I was like, I should have given it to them because that's to how. watch the shit. That's how I grew up with it. Like all the little <laughs> fuzzes, the previews and, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah. Man. So we watched this. We did. And I my did. first reaction was, oh. I either have never seen the whole thing or I just don't remember it. Mm -hmm. I only remember like hot Santa basically is what I'm going to call him. Like this Santa <laughs> Zaddy Santa. Yeah. I mean, he is like, he's, dude, Mrs. Claus. She like, can get it. She can get it. I, I was always attracted to her. Even as a child, before <laughs> I knew what anything uh, romantic or sexual was, I was like, she mommy. We're all losers. <laughs> yeah, I've definitely seen this before. I 
I have this weird, weird memory of watching like a bunch of these claymation movies when my dad would have like Christmas parties, but my dad worked at like an ambulance place. I don't know what like. So they called. just put it on a TV for all the kids to watch. Yeah, but yeah. like we were sitting in the garage with a shit ton of ambulances watching <laughs> Santa Claus is coming to town. Well, basically, if if you're my age, which is mid thirties, yeah, then you grew up with uh, the Family Network, which was in Fox Family, which was in mm. ABC Family, which was then Disney uh, Family or something, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Those types Disney of channels. XD. Like this, all the other um, base and Rankin things, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Frosty the Snowman, the other one with the Heat Miser and Snow Miser, like all of those things and like the Grinch Who Stole Christmas, they're always on repeat for a month. So you like I've seen bits of other ones. And even this, like every few years, I'll sit down and watch this in its entirety. But whenever like I'm flipping through the channels during the holidays with family and this is on, I'll just leave it on Mm, because this one just brings back some more memories. So I'm going to try to sum up the entire plot in one sentence. Yeah, we don't need to. Let's see. Let's see if I can do it. And then you guys can take a crack at like doing it better than I can. Okay. Um, Baby orphan. Could you could you do it in song? There was a baby orphan adopted by some elves. They liked to make some toys, but had no one to give them to. That's one sentence. Yeah. That, I only got through like the first act of the movie. <laughs> All so right, Jim, take good. a crack at it. You're sung. Let's... Jim, continue it from where Dan Oh, okay. Off. That's good. Santa was a little boy that loved to make toys. So then he found a town that (laughs) needed toys. But the mayor of the town, Burger Meister, Meister Burger, he was nothing but a giant turd burglar. The original Grinch, a Nazi, if you will. He uh, made everybody's right, life's bad because he couldn't kill because it's a kid show. Um, so then Chris Kringle got a red suit and went to the town and got the winter wizard to let him pass. <laughs> and then he gave the toys to the people, even though the burger meister meister burger didn't want it to happen, but it still happened. <laughs> But then Santa was an outlaw. <laughs> he was on the raw from the law. The raw run. from the law. He law. was on the run from the law. This is getting dirty. Sexy criminal Santa. <laughs> and then for no reason, he decided to only do it once a year. And it became Christian, the whole movie. <laughs> That's it. That's the plot. Pretty much. You're welcome, world. The whole movie's entirely secular and fantasy. And then in the last 30 <laughs> seconds, it's like the most holy. They, of they got married as God intended. <laughs> yeah. I was a, like, whoa. A man and a woman only. In the so eyes good. of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we will only deliver presents. Who exists in this world that we just confirmed magic exists in. With talking penguins. Yeah. Well, the penguin was cute. Yeah. What was his name? Topper? The whole movie was cute. Yeah, so I, I I can relate to Chris Kringle because he finds a very attractive wife and yeah. then he gets fat and his face turns red. Yeah, so that's yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, so I like I like this because it's not your like traditional Christmas story. Right. It's a prequel. Right, <laughs> and we all love a prequel. Yeah. They always work. <laughs> yeah. do, 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 do. 
But like, because this, I mean, we all know Santa. We all know the lore. It basically gave the backstory of like why Santa does all the things. It gave the yeah, like everything. The here's, here's that's the what question. I always thought was interesting as a kid. I was like, right. oh, that's why the, the reindeer fly. So Jeff, for you, yeah. is this backstory canon? Because for me, it's not. It's like an Elseworlds. No, this is this is Santa. <laughs> this is canon. This is this canon. is like absolutely really what Santa did. Well, who's to say it's not? It's not an Elseworlds because it's not taking what you already know and changing it. So what you already know is I where this movie saying. ends. It's it's adding to it, but it feels yeah. it's fleshing out the character of Santa. So what's your Santa backstory, Dan? Well, it's not even that I have a backstory. It's just that I can't get into this one because. There's one major flaw. Oh. Yeah. In the course of this film, Santa Claus is coming to town, we very clearly see Santa age from a baby yeah. to his current form. That was my biggest Why problem did he stop too. aging for thousands of years after that? Yeah, my I was like I was like you know, like I always thought of Santa as like, oh, Santa's an elf, basically. Basically, he's like the king of the elves, right? And so I was like, oh, maybe he f**ks the elves. Maybe that Sorry, gives him Jim. some sort of power. Yo, <laughs> Santa, you elf. <laughs> Merry Christmas from talking to you too. Yeah, that's how he stays eternally yeah. the same age by right. like sapping some of the youth from the elves. Yeah, that's dark, Jim. Yeah, that's that was my head cannon. Yeah, I just think in my head, Santa is. I mean, he is what he is, and he, that's what he's always been and always will be. But, I mean... He's the fourth Dan, you godhead can't. of the triumvirate. <laughs> the holy square. But you can't do that because, like, Mrs. Claus is not an elf or imbued with magic either. But neither was he. So, here's, I mean... Here's an interesting take, Jeff. Is Mrs. Claus even canon? Oh. She was, like, a much later addition to the lore. Really? Oh, yeah. If you look well, at dude, the I mean, Santa Claus came from Sinterklaas. Yeah. Right. But right, even like yeah. the Americanized version, you could pretty much um, trace back to it. what was that poem like in, with a dash and new oh, Chris Kringle. Oh yeah, the poem that's that goes. Twas the night before Christmas. Twas the right. night. That's before. one of the earliest depictions of Santa Claus, like the way oh, he's described. So yeah. up until twas the night before Christmas, nobody knew who this fucking guy was. Sorry. No, I'm not <laughs> saying that. I'm so, saying like that. So this was... poem comes out and they're like, oh yeah, Chris Kringle, a guy's on our roof. Of course, it's Christmas time. No, what I'm saying is twas the night before Christmas codified the lore of oh, Santa. There was like all these disparate legends and some things he was well, like one would say twas the night before Christmas is a legend or just folk right lore. but by being very popular and also like taking bits from all these legends and mashing right. them together I'm trying to think of like what a good allegory it's a good amalgamation amalgamation yeah. yeah it was just like um you know this is how pop culture works nowadays we'll steal right. ideas from all these things and then do a good version of it and then people will just think of our version I wish a company owned Santa Claus arguably okay here's a that little cool. bit more of a pretty close i was gonna say controversial statement that yeah. the imagery of santa claus that we have is Came really created by coca-cola yeah and norman right. rockwell yeah those paintings and those those advertisements are really like because i think if you go back to the original you're not we're, i'm not talking you into santa i'm talking you into this freaking animation we're just gonna talk about the history of ago. santa yeah. I'm no, I mean, I no, what do you think about it? What do you think about how it was set up with the narrator as the mailman? The you know, yeah. all of that. The, we should the talk actors. about the cast too. Yeah. Fred yeah, Astaire as the, the narrator good. is yeah. quite good, even though it's disappointing to watch a clay Fred Astaire dance instead of just watching <laughs> Fred Astaire dance. Yeah, I think it would have been cooler if they had like intersplice, like if they had actual footage of those like intro pieces, mm -hmm. intro and outro. 
of Fred Astaire and then like cut to the claymation, but or the Dalmatian. Yeah. Not Dalmatian. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's a dog. Um, yeah. Uh, so here's my thoughts on the movie. Like it was fun. Kind of boring, though. I think that some of the other ones are more successful, like Rudolph and stuff. I think. It- yeah, the story of this one, I mean, it's cool because you get like Santa backstory, but like the story is like, oh, Santa just found this town that didn't wasn't allowed toys. Also, I'm gonna say like that the end of the second act to the beginning of the third act mm-hmm. is like very boring and repetitive. Like I watched this whole thing, and basically it's just like. The entire plot is like he wants to deliver toys to this town and the leader of the town doesn't want him to and they go back and forth like four times. Yeah. It's it's a 50 minute movie. Yeah. So I mean, it was fine. I don't have any other, you know, (laughs) what about like the the songs or anything that stood out to you? Some of the songs are pretty good. I of course knew like one foot in front. That's that's a big song. That's my jam. Yeah. I think really that's the only like takeaway song from right. this there was a weird part where santa was like i need a kiss for a toy and i was very like, weird that's weird yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. i'm glad like, that that part of the lore got left behind <laughs> like we okay. all gotta kiss santa at the mall exactly like if you want to sit on his lap mm, weird but fine but then to kiss him on the cheek while you're on his lap is like yeah and the fact that he's like requiring it of children <laughs> <laughs> little dark but uh yeah although when santa did have that beard before it went white like santa could like yeah get it. he can get it yeah and he, he did. was a daddy yeah um so jeff when we watched uh emma daughter's jug band christmas you yeah. were like hey this is something my wife introduced me to we watch mm-hmm. it every year we just watched it putting up our tree last week Ooh. is this something you watch every year or is this more casual for you this is more casual this is like because i've never i own the vhs mm-hmm don't know when I lost it or if it's packed somewhere. Jeff is haven't, really aging himself. Haven't owned it since then. Well, it was first released on VHS in 1989, and that's yeah, probably just, when I got it. Jeff has a hard time letting go of dead media, folks. <laughs> yeah, I might still have it. I have no idea. But so I've never physically owned it until literally two weeks ago mm. um, when I put it on. And you just said you own the VHS. I haven't owned it from whenever I lost the VHS oh. until now. Mm. So 20 something years. So when it's on TV, yeah, I'll put it on. I, I maybe the last time I watched it in its entirety, maybe three or four years ago. But yeah, I mean, I have a little baby now. So, and I have the Blu-ray it came in a five pack with a bunch of the other movies. Yeah. So, you know, every year we'll put it on. Maybe we'll watch one a night. I like that. So this could be like the pantheon of like movies that you would watch regularly with your daughter. Yeah, one you of them. You think this is going to crack like the this top five Emmett Christmas Otter. movies? Yeah, for sure. Mm. I mean, that's all I have okay. to say about it. Like, if you just put it on casually while you're doing Christmas stuff, making Christmas dinner, you just have people over and it's on in the background. Like, if your niece, well, your niece is kind of old now. She's She'd like, be like, this is boring. She's like 35. Right? <laughs> yeah. I want to go to the mall. <laughs> I did find the animation very charming, too. Oh, um, yeah. I haven't watched a like a standard claymation movie in a long yeah, time. That one, that one part where it went to like 2D animation and it was all like trippy and hippie. Yeah, that was fun. That was very I was dated, like, that's very 70s. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, this is 1970. 70, yeah. So, yeah, that's my final push. If you liked it, if it was charming, if you'd put it on in the background like next Christmas or something, just give me a yes. We don't have... Who cares if it's if it's canon or not? <laughs> it's been around for 51 you. years. To me, it's canon. I feel you. Did I talk you into the 1970 film Santa Claus is Coming to Town? I no. guess. Oh, Dan. 
Get wrecked, dude. I'm sorry. You suck. Dan, for me, I've always hated Christmas, right? Like, as an adult, until, like, yeah. I, I had a baby and a family and you stuff. You did. It was funny. Dan is Mr. Freaking <laughs> Heat Miser I right am. now. He, he's, he's Mr. Christmas all the time. The last two freaking really cute, fun, dumb Christmas things, he's like, no, I don't like it because it doesn't follow actual Santa law. I'm fluent Santa in law. Santa law. Wait, what was the other thing? Emmett Otter. He didn't like that. It's just a he fun, like dumb Emmett thing. Otter. It was no. fine. I liked Emmett Otter. I, here's my thing. If you had talked me into Rudolph, I would have been like, yeah. I just think like of Would this- you have? When was the last time you watched that? I don't know. A couple of years ago? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> what are you trying to prove? I just think like out of the, what is it? Rankin and Bass? Yeah. I think like this is not one of the better ones. I think it's a little boring. And mm-hmm. I think the songs could be better. But yeah, I it, thought was it was fine. fine. Yeah, I mean, like, I'll watch it again. So you guys I'm have sure. the same exact opinion. Jimmy gives a yes, you give a no. That just tells you. I gave an I guess. I'm pretty in the middle about it. That's uh, that's still it's a, a yes. It's a yes. If, if, if you said no, then it's a no. Anything other than a no is a yes. <laughs> See, Jeff? Jeff, you got like it. Jeff? Be careful with that. <laughs> we need to flash back to the beginning of this podcast when we revealed that Jeff is a Sith and he only lives in absolutes. Yeah. So I should only be a no if I'm like, I absolutely hated this. Yeah. 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 No, it was for this for the Christmas ones. Yeah, that's what we go into this. Here's with. why I'm a no because if I never see this again in my entire life, I'll be absolutely fine. <laughs> but that's I even pre preambled it. Like I didn't find it charming. I found it boring. <laughs> All right. <laughs> let's get to something way more upbeat. Oh yeah, you picked something I already like. So yeah, let's. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna give it a no now because it's not Christmassy enough. I didn't know you were into King of the Hill. I think we said Ooh, it in the first half. King yeah, everybody likes King of the Hill. I picked two episodes of King of the Hill that are arguably like very depressing for the holidays. Yeah, you sure did, Dan. But I think they're really well done, and I think they capture a side of the holidays that we don't really talk about a lot. That's true. I could see that. Um, I I forgot which episode they were. Season three episode doesn't matter. It's in the show notes. Yeah, season three episode He's gonna nine. Look it up anyway. I am gonna look it up. Folks. <laughs> wasting time, wasting my time and Jimmy's time and your own season time and all three of the episode, this time. Season three episode nine, and season five episode eight. Right, Jeff remembered. I I knew both of them. I mean, so both of these episodes, as we said in the first half, deal with Bill Dotrieve and his holiday mm-hmm. seasonal depression. Right. Um, the first episode, he's trying to come to terms with his loss of his wife Lenore. She divorced him. She left. She's never coming back. He can't accept it. Right. Freaking he still has Christmas Edgar Allan Poe over here. Yeah. Um, it basically comes to a head. Like I love. Before it. we get into this, okay. though. Because both episodes were Christmassy. Obviously, they were the Christmas episodes. Uh-huh. This episode, not the second one. This one, the theme song was a little different. Oh, they put jingle bells to it. Oh, right? it was jingly and jingly. I didn't even notice yeah. that. Yeah, it was That's very funny. cool. It was very catchy. I was, I was like, yeah. Singing along to I'm going to get into the spirit of Christmas now. I love playing this theme song on acoustic guitar. It's so yeah, fun. It's good. So you and every other music nerd. At Guitar Center. Yeah. <laughs> um, Stairway and King of the Hill theme song. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it comes to a head with basically Bill opening the Christmas gifts and putting on Lenore's clothing and pretending that he is Lenore and attending Peggy and Hank's holiday party as Lenore. And then like the, the denouement of the episode, like the big conclusion is that Hank 
also puts on Peggy's dresses and confronts Bill. And he's like, I'm Lenore and I'm never coming back because you're a lazy. Right. And and like they, they have it out. And it finally like gives Bill the push that he needs to be like, you know what? I deserve better than you. I'm done with you. And then he strips off all his clothes in the alley. And then probably the only part of the episode that actually made me LOL is in the background of that sequence when Hank is like cured Bill. Yeah. And and they've taken off their dresses. Oh, yes. <laughs> then, uh, what's his name? I forgot. Boom, or not Boomhauer. Um, Who's their creepy conspiracy theory friend? Why am I forgetting his name? I always forget his name. Dale. Dale, yeah. Dale is just in the background wearing a dress, and he just, like, sulks away. <laughs> like, he thought he was joining into the fun, like, dress party. Yeah. So, King of the Hill is a show that whenever I watch it, I really enjoy it. I haven't seen all of it. I probably haven't even seen half of it. Like, I oh, yeah, I remember same. watching the first episode the day it aired. Mm. Like, because I'm a Beavis and Butthead fan. It was mm. Mike Judge. And I was like, we're going to get some more of this. And it was as, part of the epic cartoon block on yeah. Sunday. And as a, as a kid, I was box. like, this is funny, but... I wasn't getting the subtleties and every time I watch it, I pick up more of like the, the very subtle humor right. or just like the quick right. quips. This show is written so tightly. This is like yes. an animated 30 rock. It's just written so well. And the jokes just land. There's so many moments like that in the background or just passing sentences that are just said straight, but are very funny. Yeah. And both of these episodes highlight that very well. Yeah. It's very much a show like, I haven't seen all of it either. I've probably seen more than you guys, but it ran for a really long time. Yeah. It's very much a show that could have been a live action sitcom and a really good one. It just happens to be animated. Yeah. There's not really like otherworldly, like crazy stuff that happens. Well, it does what the Simpsons does well at times too. And it actually has heart. Mm-hmm. It yes. never like shits on the characters. Like if this was live action, you know, you could picture curb. There's no heart in Curb. Yeah. Not right. much. It's all just zany, and it always ends on, like, something bad. Yeah. But these always end pretty heartwarming. But it also manages to do it without being schlocky. Right. We don't get a full house hug with, oh, at right. the end. Like, I love the relationship between Bill and Hank. Uh, some of it is played up for comedic effect, like Hank's connection that he tells people is because Bill blocked for him in his, like, <laughs> high school football, football uh, career. Yeah, But really, like... There's a long-term, like, lifelong friendship there. And although he's there for Bill in more ways than a lot of people would be, like, we see him actually take time off work to sit with Bill. He gives up his vacation. He invites him over for dinner. Like, that's some There's a lot in this episode. Yeah. Uh, But he also is there to give him tough love. Like, that confrontation, you know, he, he wants the best for Bill, but he also, like wants to do it respectfully he doesn't want to like just baby the man yeah for sure um so then the next episode i still want to talk about oh yeah so- you, sure. you just flew through i didn't that. talk I mean, about we're jack going, shit we're going quick talk jimmy yeah a couple of favorite moments were um of course as soon as uh hank's going up onto the ladder he realizes that his ladder's missing and uh, he gets up on the ladder and you see bill on his <laughs> roof and oh bill what are you doing uh, i'm just gonna go kill myself <laughs> and it's the worst suicide <laughs> attempt ever yeah he like holds on hangs to from the, the gutter, gutter. <laughs> it was falls so like four good. feet and hurts his arm yeah that was really good that's where i hit the commercial break and i just like i kept thinking about it because it was really funny um but yeah that was really funny too and um of course it's like bill is dressed up as a woman which is funny at the time a little insensitive now Mm. but uh still played up for laughs that was the funniest part all i could think about is high pitch as kelly clarkson yeah (laughs) who's bill this is lenore (laughs) yeah his voice was pretty funny too i kept on dropping down too 
Um, but uh, it was very funny too when Bill showed up. Um, there was some. There was like one little voice that just said, "This ain't the DN- DMC or the DNC." Oh yeah, when he shows up at the party. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, the show is also it it portrays that part of America mm, very well, very well yeah. without this is Texas. I mean, without tearing it, everything it apart. is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Texas in the nineties. Uh, so I think they pretty deftly handle the idea of Bill's like psychotic break. Like one thing they do, which I really like. Hank also said this also made me like laugh really hard. He said, "Peggy, Bill's suicidal. He's not crazy, yeah, <laughs> or something like that. Um, he doesn't need help." There's an interesting thing. Like, how can I describe this? Like, they could have very easily shown Bill to have some like forethought or like oversight in this situation like he could have taken a step back and revealed that he understands that he's dressing as lenore and that he's not lenore and he's naming his lizard lenore but they didn't do that right i like that to bill this is all really happening right so this is like a true mental health thing it's not him like messing with people or like looking for you know attention or anything like i mean i think i don't know if you said it but this relates to christmas because this is what triggered the downfall of bill's mental state because every christmas he gets lonely right um, because he doesn't have lenore lenore left him on christmas as well that's why he still has the gifts (laughs) presents yeah the tree that was like dead yeah i mean even the animation is really good for this you know if you want to just call it like late night adult animation there's one scene where he's on the floor and he's reaching for the phone but he grabs a burger and it falls but it's from his pov (laughs) and it's just done really well it looks good yeah yeah there's also a moment like when bill (laughs) enters the holiday party the camera pushes in like floor level between his legs and you see his hairy legs yeah sorry for a second you have to poop Yep. Dan, pick up where we left off. Do you remember? I don't remember. <laughs> episode two of King that of was, the Hill. That was the most aggressive for like stopping of recording an episode. <laughs> all right, time. No. It was an emergency, folks. So then we watched season five, episode eight. Yeah. I forget the title of these, but... It doesn't uh, matter. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I think the first one was called Pretty Dresses or something. Pretty Little Dresses. Don't uh, know. Doesn't matter. This one is also about Bill depressed on the holidays. Yes. Yeah. Um, we got a theme here, folks. I forget how he gets into it, how he ends up with the Santa's village. Because he never had kids. Mm-hmm. So oh, he, yeah. he always wanted to give presents. Right. So he got hooked up with the Letters to Santa program at the yep. post office. Right. They're like, take right. a couple letters, buy a couple gifts, it'll make you feel better. He was like, well, I can't wait to see the face of these kids. And they're like, like, he doesn't know how mail works. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you're just going to bring the gifts here and that's it. Yeah. So that wasn't good enough for Bill. Yeah. So somehow he started arranging for them to come to his house, he set up like all these decorations, yeah. he dressed to santa bottom sh- he was schmoozing it with his hot mom yeah there's a milf near you that wants to meet <laughs> yeah. uh and, and bill was good at this like yeah he's very affable right likable yeah and he was like all into it. he's got a childlike wonder to him um eventually he ends up getting like a bounce house that's sort of like a creepy fun moment where like it goes until january it's annoying like peggy's like oh i can't wait for this to be over all the lights and the sound and hank's like we only got to get through new year's yeah and then the moving truck arrives and hank's like oh thank god they're finally taking it down and then this (laughs) huge monolith of a gigantic santa's head bounce house arises and it's like played as this like creepy factor yeah so the part where it turns like creepy for or 
the, the thing that I thought was really funny was uh, he set up a date with his mom. Yeah. So she comes with like, she made a dinner mm-hmm. and he's still wearing the Santa suit and it's January and yeah. it's like a stained little dirty. Yeah. It's like yeah. stained. <laughs> yeah. And his beard has like stuff in it because he just hasn't taken it off or washed it or anything. Yeah. And the and yard just, like, is like, <laughs> she's like, uh, uh, I have to go keep the food, uh, keep the tray too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, poor Bill. He totally misread the situation. He's like, where's the kids? And she's like, oh, I, I got a sitter. Like, he didn't even realize that he was, like, on a date. Yeah. And, and there's a little person who's just like, I'm going to clock off early. No yeah. one's showing up. And Bill's like, he comes with the inflatable house. You'll be here tomorrow, right? 9 a.m. sharp. Yeah. It's very sad. Uh, yeah. Eventually, like, sort of the close of the episode or, you know, when we're headed towards the close is that... Bill starts to get taken advantage by this teenager who's like, like, will you buy me a present? Yeah. He's like, I never had a dad yeah. and all this stuff. I, I don't even remember how it ends up. I watched this like a while well, he, ago. But... He gave him a sander and then Hank goes over and he's like, that's my sander. Yeah. And he pulls out his wallet. He's like, yup, <laughs> matches card. my serial number. <laughs> yeah. That's really good. And then he walks away. <laughs> And then, and then they, they have to choose whether to arrest him or, or like, uh, file charges against him or whatever because mm-hmm. yeah. he's being taken advantage of. But, I mean, just the the funny visual gags is as the episode goes on, yeah. he, like, shrinks his Santa coat. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, oh, no. And then he still puts it on, so he's using this tiny little Santa <laughs> coat. It's just funny. We should yeah. say this episode takes course over takes place over the course of, like, almost a whole you, year, right? No, just a, a few month. months. Oh, okay. Month yeah. so. It's like um, Valentine's Day or whatever. But yeah, poor Bill. I mean, he finally found something that makes him happy in the holidays, and he just tried to stretch it. Like, right. who doesn't want to make good times last? Right. Like, it's a sweet. Bill's like a sweet guy. He just He's makes a simple boy. He makes bad decisions. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the gist of the episode. It's yeah. Bobby drunk was quite funny too. Oh yeah, Bobby gets drunk from the bad guy that uh, is yeah. living in Bill's bounce house, kind yeah. of with his friends. Yeah, the guy was like. Um, a dollar for a beer and then he hands him he's like oh this is um, I don't remember what he says but he was like you got a dollar or you got a 40 ounce for a dollar beer and he yeah was like, that's pretty good there, there's well, also there's, like there's, uh, oh sorry there's also like another good throwaway like Dale joke in this episode that I love if you're a fan of the series you know that there's this subplot that Dale's son Joseph is not really yeah. Dale's son John Redcorn yeah Dale's wife has been having an affair for like 20 years with John Redcorn and yeah. Joseph looks exactly like him he's like yeah. a native man like a indigenous person yes and uh there's just a moment where he's inadvertently rubbing this in bill's face like bill's like oh it must be great to have a kids around the holidays <laughs> and Dale's like there's nothing like looking into the face of a child and seeing the absolute joy you've brought him on the holiday season <laughs> and bill's just so depressed yeah the other funny line is when Bobby got drunk and Peggy was talking to Hank and she's like, well, I wanted to ground him or give him this chore. But then he said this hangover is punishment, punishment enough. enough. Yeah, there's a there's so like Jeff was saying, this so densely written with jokes. There's also like a great visual gag when they're laying in the bounce house drunk and Joseph is like, wow. Look at all the stars. And you expect him to be like zoned out looking at the night sky. <laughs> yeah. And he's looking at the inside <laughs> roof of the bounce house, which just has like 16 painted stars in it. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. It's one of those shows that's written so tightly that every word matters. Yeah. Every and I believe like I haven't done the research, but I think I remember hearing anecdotally that all the writers from this show went on to have like pretty big careers like on other shows. And stuff. I'm sure. All right. Ask us the question. <laughs> final push. What's your final push? 
I don't expect you to come back and watch these every year. They're just standalone episodes. But King of the Hill does holiday episodes great. They have Thanksgiving episodes. They have Halloween episodes. Mm -hmm. If I talk you into it, maybe you'll watch some more King of the Hill. We both remarked that we haven't seen it all. Not both. All three of us have remarked that we haven't seen it all. So, Jeff, Jimmy, was I able to talk you into the King of the Hill Christmas episodes? No is what I should be saying, but it's a yes. It's good. Yes. Yeah, it was good. All right. I mean, that was an easy one. See, we're giving each other easy things to say yes to. Softballs. Are we? I guess we'll find out in the next section where we're talking about the John Favreau film. I always forget that he made this. Yeah. Elf. Jeff, you've seen Elf before. I've seen it, so therefore I did not watch it in preparation for this episode. Wolf, sick. But I think, so when it came out, I like had just graduated high school, and I was like, Will Ferrell in a kid's movie, get out of town. Yeah. yeah. He was on SNL and Night at the Roxbury, and that's it. I'm not watching this sellout <laughs> in a Christmas movie. Right, Who's yeah. John Farvo? And so I never watched it. And it was it's always on every single channel ever for yeah. every holiday. So I've seen tiny little pieces here and there, but never enough to get the full narrative. So I never watched it. But then when... Uh, Life and I started living together. She's like, I want to watch Elf. Let's watch Elf. What's why I love Elf. So we watch Elf like every year ish. Um, and last year I got uh, the Blu-ray just because I didn't feel like waiting for it to be on TV or yeah. streaming it somewhere. So yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it probably four or five times in the last several years. Yeah, sort of like what Jeff said. I'm I'm sure like when I had cable or direct TV, I I know that I've seen little bits. Like I knew Bob Newhart was in it and played mm-hmm. like Papa Elf and all this stuff. Yeah, um, and Peter Dinklage. Yeah, I didn't know that part. I think I've mostly seen stuff from the beginning. I have seen like the weird shower duet of Baby It's Cold Outside. Yeah. With uh what's her name? Zoe, Zoe De Chanel. Yeah. The Internet's beloved Do- Zoe De Chanel. Yeah. Oh, with, she and him fame. With blonde <laughs> hair, obviously. Yeah. Um so I think I, this was her first movie, right? First big movie, at least. No idea. Yeah. I had seen moments of this film. This was the first time that I actually sat down and watched the whole thing. Um mm-hmm. it pays homage to those Bass and Rankin films at parts in the North Pole. Like right, the narwhal yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that was cute. I love the simplicity of just like I'm going to New York, so he just like jumps on a piece of ice and floats away. <laughs> yeah. He walks through the gun drop mountains and yeah. uh, I mean, there's some gags from this that are pretty good. Just like the fish out of water stuff in New York City. Of course, is really good, yeah. He's just like walking into traffic. And yeah. A lot of that stuff was improvised, too. I'm like, sure. Oh, yeah. It, it wasn't planned. He's just walking up to strangers. All the stuff with his eating habits and how he lives off like sugar and syrup and stuff. Yeah. That's adorable. Um, Yeah. I mean, plot wise, it's he's like finds out that he's a human because obviously he's the last to know. <laughs> Yes. He goes to find his father who I don't know. So it's about a, it's about a human orphan who was yeah. adopted by elves. Hmm. 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 I'll keep that in mind when you give your answer, Dan. But then he goes and finds his human life. He goes to find his dad, who's James Kahn, and he's the typical like yeah. businessman who doesn't right. care about his family and stuff like that. He works at like a book publishing company making children's books yeah. ironically which that's i funny. truly believe that's like real like <laughs> the people who make oh, yeah. stuff does not mean they're like good people yeah um but yeah i mean he doesn't accept what's his name buddy 
buddy yeah at first and uh it's he comes around we all find that we could use a little bit of buddy's holiday spirit inside of us right he works at the department store and like Here's one thing like that I was waiting to happen like cuz I knew like okay this movie's going to wrap up with a tight little bow and be happy and have like a good ending. Mm. So I was waiting for him to like get recognized for how good he is at decorating for Christmas yeah. and get some sort of like a promotion cuz there are people <laughs> who like do that who like yeah. do window displays and stuff. So I was like waiting I was like oh he's going to get hired by the department store. No. <laughs> no, no he's in like the mail yeah, room. restraining order. Yeah. Um, that stuff was funny when he's in his father sends him to work in the mailroom and, and he's yeah. looking for Santa, the all whole time. convicts and stuff who worked on there getting drunk. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's not a lot to talk there about. There really isn't. It's just a lot of cute, silly, it's a cute movie gags. Yeah, it is with yeah. a little bit of heart. Um, I'm trying to think of like any standout moments. Oh, there's the whole thing of like Santa sled runs on people who believe in him. Right. Um, I would say my biggest, like, the biggest plot issue I found in that was, like, there's this adorable thing where they're like, oh, why don't we just get TV cameras here, and then the sleigh will float because everyone will see you. And he's like, well, believing isn't seeing. Right. Well, if that's the case, then how come your sled, like, started flying when people saw you? Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, I mean, that was a cute part. There's a lot of that stuff that reminded me of... um, uh, what's the movie where they oh uh santa claus like the yeah. original tim allen santa the claus santa claus, yeah. the santa claus reminded me of that like the whole thing of like the adults who are like you're you're just a kid there's no such right. thing as santa and then at the end of the movie they actually see santa right yeah um arguably i think arguably i think the santa claus does that moment better with judge reinhold being like santa <laughs> like that's a great <laughs> yeah. moment i think that's they tried right. to kind of do that with james Caan. right yeah um but yeah i mean I mean, I hate to like make this so quick, but well, Jimmy, what else do you have to say about it? Any moments that you want to bring up? Any mm. pushes? I mean, Santa did say a cab with the uh, Central Park Rangers, so that was cool. Yeah, that is true. He's like, yeah, they're all on the naughty list. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was funny. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't really have any f- big final pushes. It's it's a cute movie to to watch every now and then on Christmas. Okay. Yeah. All right. I guess I'm just asking Dan because Jeff's a Debbie Downer. No, no, you could ask me too. I mean, oh, whatever. Okay. He watches it's, it every year. So. I yeah. didn't watch it this time because we were all busy and I've seen it a lot. Yeah. All right, fellas. Did I talk you into Elf? <sighs> yes. Yeah. F- you, Dan. F- you. <laughs> Wow. I like this more than Santa Claus is coming to town. Why is that a problem? Just because your priorities are wrong. I don't know that I'm going to watch It is a better movie than Santa Claus is coming to town. It is, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you can't really argue that, but still. Well, I mean, isn't that what you're arguing? I'm arguing it. (laughs) Uh, I don't know that I'll watch this every year, but I have to admit I liked it a lot more than I thought I would. I've sort of avoided this movie for a while because it's become so synonymous with like cutesy Christmas culture. Yeah. Um, It's very, very popular. I I don't think that it lives up to the hype. I agree. I agree with that. But I think like it belongs in the pantheon of like solid quote good christmas movies yeah like there's a lot of christmas movies that i don't need to watch every year like i referenced the santa claus miracle on 34th street um they're fine they're not going to get up to the upper tier level of like Ernest saves christmas (laughs) no just kidding like home alone yeah Yeah. that is a really good christmas movie that i've watched most Ernest scared stupid is my favorite Ernest. oh that's the halloween one right 
Yeah. The only thing that I remember <laughs> really about good. Ernest Saves Christmas is for some reason all the reindeer are in a police station and they're like standing on the roof upside down or something on the <laughs> ceiling. Anyways, guys, Elf was much better than I thought it was going to be. I went into this like good. thinking like, oh, this is just one of those popular movies that like excuse me <laughs> wow Sorry. Okay. I didn't, I that wasn't I was even like, used for comedic no. effect that was just <laughs> casual conversation that was just to stall this is like one of those movies that like <laughs> millennials like will latch on to and yeah. be like oh elf like right. we have a cousin who has like well big, jimmy was also seven elf. when this came out yeah but i think it's more for like our generation like is it though because when this came out i was like 18 or 19 yeah but i was like punk rock anarchy i was like 16 and a lot of people my age are like elf is so cute it also got into like hot topic culture yeah it's one of those things that's like cute cutesy but not really for kids like he's drunk kids can enjoy it right but i feel like it's more for like teenagers to 20 somethings who want to feel young and nostalgic that if that makes any sense that makes me feel like bill king of the hill (laughs) but like you said like the hot topic culture it became like kind of a cool thing for like older people to like watch elf to feel young vibes around Mm. christmas i could see that but i think it's good enough that i don't i'm not angry at that okay i'm like hey if you want to get into some elf yeah good on you good on you lasagna if if this was like three years ago or like five years from now i'd show it to my niece but right now she's too cool for everything yeah she's pretty cool so she's she'd be like uncle dean i don't want to watch that stupid kids movie all right guys christmas is over let's take down the tinsel <laughs> let's burn our trees if they're plastic or not get those fumes in the air because why not earth is dying anyway mm-hmm. we're moving Since on earth is dying jeff earth is dying it's done we need to get out of here and move off planet to another colony jimmy yeah how can you help us do that we can watch the netflix reboot of lost in space <laughs> Is that going to make us leave Earth? <laughs> danger, Jimmy, yeah. fetch danger. Danger, Jimmy. I'm a robot who says danger. What else do I do? I go beep, boop, boop with my little claw. Lego arms. Danger. He waves his arms. Danger, Amazon. Yeah. That's my impression of <laughs> Bino. Yeah. Bino the robo. Bino? Bino the robo guy. Yeah. Isn't Bino a pill that you can take when you're farting too much? Yeah. <laughs> That's the robot Jeff wants. <laughs> I want a fart robot. Hey, robot. I got gas. By the way, when... Just shoves pills. When you have a one-year-old, they like to mimic things. So when I fart, she goes... <laughs> it's very cute. Aw. That's cute. Yeah, she's mimicking my, my balloon. You guys, need, balloon you guys need Beano the robot. Yeah. Beano, where are you at? So next week, we are watching the first three episodes of Lost in Space. It's on Netflix. It's going to be a fun, fun... It's it's my version of a fun fun show because it's not super serious. It kind of takes itself seriously, but I just watch it as a cool action show. Mm. So okay. um, yeah, we're gonna talk about it more next week because we already recorded that first half, and now we're gonna record the second half. Yay! <laughs> a little behind the scenes. <laughs> Pull back the curtain on Lost in Space. Yeah. In the meantime, Daniel. Yes. Where can we find the podcast online? You can find us on all your major podcast networks. We're on Twitter. That's not true. Do you know what a podcast network is? Oh, podcast apps. How about that? Podcast players. You can find us on Twitter at Talk Me Into, on Instagram at Talk Me Into Pod, or on TikTok on Talk Me Into. Yeah. 
you can visit our website for all our links talkmeinto.com check out our new YouTube series pop, where we taste pop sodas pop pop fizz we talking about the sodies with that pop pop fizz I mean pop pop fizz is the tagline of Alka-Seltzer so uh, <laughs> is it? yeah, yeah. <laughs> look up soda discussions on YouTube uh, we got merch it's on our Twitter it's everywhere check out the link uh, Jimmy where can we find you personally you can find me at son of a fitch on Twitter and Instagram and youtube.com slash son of a fitch Jeff where can people find you people can find me on Twitter at G-E-F-F-F-F-27 it's Jeff with five F's the number 27 Dan has fallen asleep much like Santa Claus after a long night of bringing presents to all of the good little and boys mama and her kerchief and I and my cap had just settled in for a long winter's nap. How do I remember that? But I don't remember going to Italy. <laughs> I don't even know what that was a reference to. Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into. Oh, I'm what on Twitter. Danny underscore breakdown. Oh, I forgot. We all what do will it. We talk you into next. Sleeping. Okay. Pop, pop, fizz. New Year's. Pop, pop, fizz. <laughs> Little daddy breakdown. Gotta take a shit. <laughs> Okay, we are Scordon, as the kids will say. Mostly just us kids. Yeah, just you. Scordon! Oh, You're on! <laughs> we have so many songs that start like that. You're on! <laughs> Scordon! Bells into. Yeah. Want me to start this? I can start If it. you want. It's not very Christmassy, but... Okay. Okay. Okay, fellas. Okay. How are we going to run this? Same way we always run it. Somebody starts, we'll explain it briefly... No, I just mean, like, do you have a specific order? No, doesn't you matter. Know, to me. You can go first. No, okay. I'll start it off. We recording? Yeah. Jimmy gave me a look like, I want to go first. <laughs> no, I don't care. Wow. So great news, everybody. I took absolutely it. no notes this entire week. <laughs> I took barely any notes, too, so it's fine. I think that we can just, with the, see, with the roundtable, since there's so much, we don't need to, to <laughs> yeah. go detail the detail. I took notes on Lost in Space for that reason. That's it. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you did because I didn't. Yeah. What's first? Yeah, talk me and talk. Something's oh. up with me. Oh. I'm still like not close enough. Seeing seeing a clause coming to town. Let me pull up some Check. info just in case. Check. Everybody goes You're gonna keep doing that, poopy. dog? For our Christmas episode, just jingle all the fing. She's our jingle She's bells. Jingle all the way. Oh. Wow. Got it. Some people go in the toilet. What's the next line? Some people go in the seat. In the sea. Sea, that's right. For no right. reason. We go poopy in the, the toilet. toilet. Everybody go poopy. Nope. So come and go poopy with me. <laughs> <clears throat> I was a songsmith. Yeah. You pretty much wrote those lyrics. I mean, I may have helped out with a rhyme here or there, and I wrote the chords. Yeah. All right, you guys ready? Bing bong. What's the order we're doing? Your life. (laughs) Joe Biden. (laughs) Joe Byron. Take me out to dinner. Uh, I think it's Santa Claus. Santa Claus, King of the Hill, and the other one. Yeah. Elf. What do you got to say to Ariana Grande? I miss you, mommy. (laughs) 
I don't even know the source material. I just know the oh, TikTok it's so thing, good. The memeing. It's a dude like in the Bronx, just like interviewing homeless people and stuff. Yeah. He's like, "What you doing? Your life." <laughs> so I ignored your answer. Santa Claus is coming to town. Yeah. Getting some weird crackles. Yeah, there's cables that are moving. Yeah, oh, is that all? Okay. Yeah. Crackles. Kirby crackles. Santa Claus is coming to town. King of the Hill. Okay. It's... Ding, 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 ding,